0: Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper?
1: What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. Tonight, we are recapping the season finale of Mandalorian Season 3, before the return from Mandalore back to Navarro. And everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson with me as always Steve Haller. What's up, Steve?
0: Well, a series. That's what's up. Well, a season. Sorry. Not a series, a season. A season, a season of a, a series. Season that was up and over. That's right. Yes. Uh Moff um, Gideon tried to get up and got shot down. Yeah. There's a lot of things it. that were down that kept crashing and falling and Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, what goes up must come down, as hmm. they say.
0: X woves went up a light cruiser came down
1: that's true yeah you're right <laughs> um that guy whose name i can't remember went up and then he came down with an entire uh star story um x wolves x wolves oh that's exactly what you said yep. okay it's because i don't know that guy's name that i said <laughs> didn't, the exact same thing uh, as you didn't register. but but less intelligently <laughs> um uh yeah all right season finale what do we think how it end? like last week we talked about how we thought the armorer was in on it we were all wrong all of us were nope. wrong
0: so we we're reading that, into it yeah, this m- is a
1: real this is a real mephisto situation where the whole internet thought that something was up and we were all wrong
0: well i guess that's partly because they titled last week the spies and there was no s there
1: <laughs> yeah who was the second spy I,
0: got me Still haven't figured it out. Maybe we won't.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um. Uh. But anyway, yeah, uh, we did get to see the armorer. Um. Do some really awesome fighting in this. Um. Just completely badass. Uh. Flying around, smashing people with hammers. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. I gotta say. So, um, she's a. Uh, um. You know. She's not a double agent, as we suspected, so that's good. Um, what else happened in this? So uh, Din Jarin, our hero, captured, ends up being... Uh, apparently, Grogu is, didn't uh, escape with the others. I, I guess I thought he did, but he did not. He stayed on the other side of that door somehow and hid from the uh, Patorian Guards. Sorry, Petroleum Guards. Petroleum Guards, please. <laughs> yes.
0: They tried to slather um, Vaseline all over our two heroes and yeah. failed miserably, apparently.
1: If you can catch them and refine them, they're worth just billions of dollars. You could be rich. <laughs> Barrels of guards. Of yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're already off the rails. Um,
1: yeah, I know. I'm not going to keep going down that road or we'll never get to the episode. Steve, I mean, what did you think of this episode? Hi. Um, I don't want to go beat by beat necessarily. How did what did you think of this episode? Good 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 cap to the season. Did you expect more? Was it not enough? What did you think?
0: I think it was solid. I don't think yeah. I don't think it was like an A plus, but it was like it, it tied up some things. It the 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 tail end of the season definitely at least moved the story along. Um, It added some new questions and wrinkles to the equation, but sure. it, in general, it, it tied up quite well what we were seeing this season for the problems and, you know, the the trials and tribulations of Grygu and Din. And Bo right. and everybody else.
1: Uh, yeah, it was definitely um, an action heavy episode. I yep. think everyone had been thinking that the first few, you know, the beginning of the season was like a little dry or, something, or slow, people thought the first couple episodes. I feel like there's a lot of action this season, now that I'm kind of thinking about it. But uh, this one specifically was just pretty much a big fight um, from end to end, whether it was. In versus those uh patorian guards or the mandalorian versus uh stormtrooper jetpack midair fight which is pretty great and i was really mm-hmm. like this is cool this is something cool that we've never seen in star wars before like we've seen plenty of jetpacks whether it be in live action or clone wars or whatever like people are flying people are using those jetpacks um but we've never really seen a uh a big fight air a, a big like air you know, mid-air fight that wasn't, you know, uh, in X-Wings or Time right. Fighters or whatever, you know. Like, that was really cool. Yeah, and we saw it, it really, in uh, like
0: Rebels or end uh, of Clone Wars there, but there was no, nothing in live action. And that was kind of a nice twist on it.
1: Is there, like, a big aerial fight in the end of Clone Wars? Oh, it might not be the end of
0: Clone Wars. I might just be thinking of Rebels. Oh, or Rebels. The Sabine, I got, the Sabine I arc there where... You know, you've got, like, Gar Saxon and the Imperial Super Commandos going at it against the Mandalorian oh, okay. Remnant. And, yeah.
1: Okay, right. So maybe I'm wrong. But it was still cool to see. Um, and
0: uh, it definitely wasn't on the scale of what we saw. Like, that exa- was insane. I guess that's what I
1: mean. Yeah, it was like a full, yeah. you know, army versus army <laughs> right. uh, kind of thing. Yeah. It,
0: yeah, it was like the classic, like, two armies line up across from each other and they run at each other on horseback.
1: Right. Instead of horseback, yeah, yeah.
0: they're on jetpacks.
1: <laughs> they're on jetpacks. Yeah, exactly. It's that classic like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or Game of Thrones. Where we're charging at each other. Um, yeah. And that awesome shot of Bo-Katan with the dark the saber, Darksaber, yeah. saber, like lighting it and pointing it. And, you know, her in the armor, like just diving straight in. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, let's hit that point right away. Destruction of the dark saber. Steve. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, yeah, it'll it be back. Does, does it care it will be back i'm says. sure
0: i they they like mildly tweaked it
1: It <laughs> was kind of bent a little yeah he just but, crunched it a little bit yeah. yeah and i mean we've seen um at least one lightsaber get completely torn in half and then miraculously be put back together and shown up again in the subsequent film so yeah, for no reason um uh, yeah
0: for no reason somehow <laughs> the lightsaber returned well
1: for the reason that the filmmakers thought for some reason that lightsaber was completely necessary (laughs) to further the plot of uh, a character that doesn't need it. Anyway. Yeah. Not going to get sucked down that rabbit hole Um, Um,
0: with the dark saber though. I, uh, I, I really liked how they ended up, how it ended up being Gideon. That was the one that destroyed it. Yeah. And that ended the, the whole thing of like it wasn't Bo giving it up. It wasn't any of that. It was just like, he was the one to crush it in her hand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As a statement of like, I, um, you know, you came at me so hard to get this thing. Now I feel so powerful that I don't even need it. Right. So I don't I'm even going care anymore. Destroy it in front yeah. of you. Something that means more to you mm-hmm. than it does to me. Now, yeah. I, there's certainly a villainous move yeah. for sure. Um, um, I did see the I like interwebs. That too. I like that too because it's too important. It's too important to Mandalorians for them to destroy or for them to give up. Mm-hmm. But it also having it be gone, at least temporarily, frees them from this like, I guess I have to follow this person because they're just holding this sword. Right.
0: It takes <laughs> you know one, I mean? one random MacGuffin out of the equation.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you follow Bo-Katan because she clearly has proven herself. Um, like mm-hmm. you're gonna stop following Bo-Katan just because some other idiot like sucker punches her and takes the <laughs> dark saber. Mm-hmm. Like that's doesn't mean that they're a good ruler, you know? Uh,
0: um, I don't know what I think about it, but I did see on the uh, the interwebs an interesting idea that I want your thoughts on.
1: Okay, hit me. Uh,
0: dark saber returns, not in a Mandalorian's well, in a Mandalorian's hands, but uh, as Grogu's lightsaber.
1: Now, okay, why would that be the case?
0: I don't know. It just seemed cool.
1: It does seem cool. Yeah. It seems very cool, but my mind immediately I, goes to, like... There's no canon reason. He mean, would be yeah, a
0: Mandalorian exactly. at that yep. point, or at least a yep. foundling of some sort. Um, yeah. But beyond that, it makes no sense whatsoever.
1: And they would have had to build a new one, and but, like...
0: Or, like, um, they repaired that or reforged that or whatever.
1: Is there lore behind... There must be lore behind the construction of the Darksaber as to, like, why, like, is it hard to find a black Kyber crystal and why aren't there more Darksabers out yeah, there? Yeah,
0: I can't remember. There's a whole. Is this, there was a whole this thing. supposed about to be like
1: it? super ancient, right? It's supposed to be yeah. like hundreds of years old.
0: Yeah, because Tarvislo was, oh, maybe. He's the first Mandalorian Jedi. Yeah, I think yeah. it was like hundreds of years before you know, modern, modern times.
1: Right. So, so no, uh, in that time, no one else has find a, found a black kyber crystal or how has, why? Right. Or Vizula like, why so was that black? be the one that found a black kyber crystal or did he tamper with it to make it black in some way? Um, and I guess I'm asking these questions because I mean, you said that maybe it'd be cool if Grogu had one in the future and it would be, but it would be also cool if like, mandalorians just made dark sabers like that was just the thing that they did right you know? they're that not was... force, they're not force users they're not jedi but they one of the many you know they got jetpacks. they shoot flames from their hands and they have dark sabers like that's like what they do right you know
0: it becomes the new cool thing for them
1: yeah and, and a way to say like we are all mandalorians nobody is you know above anybody else just because they own a sword you all have this the uh the power to wield the same weapons right you know what i mean be cool. And then that if that was the way out they went, that would make sense for Groot to have a dark saber. Should he show up in a later film?
0: Yeah, there you go. I can
1: tell I can tell you're researching, but I don't know if Oh
0: no, you know, I was I quickly feel. trying to see if there was anything like <laughs> about why the hell the dark saber is dark and it's like I yeah. don't know. Wikipedia's got way too many I words mean, about
1: it. <laughs> the an- the answer is because it looks cool. That's the Yo 100%. And <laughs> that's totally fine. Yep. I, I read something recently or I saw something on Instagram or something. It was an Instagram story. It was an interview with Dave Filoni. Um, who he was, he was saying that they originally for Clone Wars, they were going to, when like Dark Saber introduced in an episode of Clone Wars. Um, and for that episode, they were going to have like a different kind of sword. I can't remember what he said, but it was not a lightsaber, but it was me some kind of other, you know, bladed yeah. weapon like that a katana could go toe to toe with a lightsaber. Yeah. And George Lucas, who I, I don't know how many people know this, but George Lucas worked, you know, was involved in Clone Wars, like yeah. pretty involved in like the direction of that show. And he said, we shouldn't have two magic swords. There should only be that because that, that makes lightsabers less mm-hmm. cool. If there's like, oh, they could be using this other thing. So why not make a variation of a lightsaber? And that's how they came up with the Darksaber. So, like, the answer to the question is because it looks cool and because right. they needed it to be an offshoot of a, a lightsaber but not a lightsaber <laughs> at the same time. So. Um, there we go. Uh, what else? Sometimes. I was going to say, I really loved, I loved, in this season in general, I love R5-D4 um, being a part of it. And I, I love that he was a instrumental part of this one. And I loved his little conflict with mouse droids <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I that was really fun it's also like the most we've seen mouse droids do in any star wars thing ever besides just you know blow yeah, along go past star and turn, always turn, turn. or yeah burr, 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 burr. and it like went away and then brought all its buddies back to like fight <laughs> yeah. r5 it was really funny i thought um and uh okay so definitely a reference to phantom menace with those like uh energy shields right those like yeah. energy Oh 100 walls or whatever that he had to close down like totally phantom menace reference which i thought was cool and yeah. a way that allows din to take on all these uh Victorian right. guards believably not all at once because they would yeah. wreck him <laughs> seemingly yeah. yeah
0: 12 of them would yeah. be a little much a little much however many it yeah was. he had a
1: hard time with three later in the episode or whatever mm-hmm. so um Uh, I loved, I mean, at the the highlight of this episode, uh, one of the highlights of the episode for me was um, Grogu using the Force to shield... His uh, mom and dad (laughs) from uh, the explosion of the Star Destroyer crashing into the base.
0: Well, and even prior to that, him using, you know, his limited for Well, for one, uh, he used the force during the fight to, like, Mm -hmm. push the weapons away from the uh, Praetorian Guards and
1: all that. He knocked knocked Gideon over at one point, too, or like slid him away or whatever.
0: Yep. But just about everything that he did. And this, this goes back to, you know, his training time with Luke. Everything he did was defensive.
1: Yes, you're right. Well, a Jedi uses the Force for defense. Mm-hmm. Um, knowledge and defense, not never for never
0: attack. Never for attack. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, yeah, I mean, they they stuck with that. And they they utilized, you know, his Force powers well, but not, like, overtly. It's not yeah. like he made so- – although at the same time, if he was training for Luke or training with Luke for two years, which is what Filoni said or somebody said in an interview, and it's like, yeah, you Favreau, think he might yeah. have picked up something a little bit more than that, but whatever.
1: I think they're still hiding behind the fact that he is a child still. Like, he's clearly matured, but he's still little. Yeah. And uh, – I mean, he's going to make some – stru-
0: He's gonna make some strides in the next fifty years if Yoda was a master by a hundred and
1: he's gonna make some big strides in the yeah. next fifty years.
0: I well, think. probably many um, small strides because he's about yay tall, but
1: Yeah. I love that scene, the shot at the end. <laughs> the yeah. very end when they're like the door opens and they're walking into um that cantina to meet with the the pilot, the ranger there. Yep. And mandalorian is taking normal steps and there's a shot of grogu just going like his feet are moving so fast to keep up with him (laughs) yep so funny um and there's other times when he's like flipping around and jumping out of the way of the with guards guards when it just it straight up just looks like they just took the entire puppet and just like threw it in the air and oh yeah (laughs) like (laughs) yeah because he's so little it's like they can't and he wears just like a a a sack, which is like his clothes, oh, dude. he doesn't have like his form fitting yeah, clothes. His Jedi
0: all. robes are like the the onesie sack, sleep sack thing I used to put my kid yeah. in,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, articulating it, even if they did articulate it, it wouldn't look cool, it would just look mm-hmm. like a bent sack. <laughs> so, like, it's just like he's in full, like, he's not even like bent over, he's just going wee, like, yeah. full through the air. Like, they just like tossed the puppet up. <laughs> it's funny. Um, uh, what do you think of Moff Gideon dying?
0: I wonder and if it did was did he Moff really Gideon. die?
1: That's, so. uh, what I'm reading also. There's theories that, I mean, we see that he's made many clones of himself. Yeah. Um, uh, so what's to say that either this wasn't a clone of him or a clone of him could come back? Like we've, we've certainly seen, uh, we, we've seen, more serious, we've seen people come back from more serious deaths than this. I feel like.
0: like, right?
1: More like harsher, harsher deaths. Yeah. Um, I'm specifically thinking of Darth Maul getting cut in half and then suddenly being alive again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, but at uh, the same time, I mean, that was how,
0: a big explosion.
1: It was a big explosion. I know. I think, I guess I'm saying, I guess I think whoever that was, be that yeah. actual Gideon, Gideon Prime, or it being a clone, I think that one is dead. Yep. But I do think that there is potential for okay. a clone with of him there. to come back should they want him to.
0: Well, yeah. and maybe it's something like, uh, you know, Gideon Prime lost everything from this base and now has to yeah. go grovel back to whatever uh, Hux with his cloning operation and, like, maybe yeah. teams up with Hux moving forward or something like that.
1: I feel like if we see him again, though, it'll be a surprise. Yeah. Like, it, we won't yep. expect it. Um, it's the Spanish it Inquisition. The question- <laughs> exactly. No one yes. expects Spanish Inquisition. Um, uh, I am interested, then, to see who... The big bad is for season four when we get around to that, which I don't think there's a timeline on when we're getting season four.
0: No, because I, uh, I know Filoni or Favreau have come out and said that they have the script done.
1: Yeah. They it said it's written.
0: Yeah. So it's just a uh-huh. matter of how it fits into timelines with Ahsoka and whatever else they're doing.
1: Yeah. And or skeleton crew. Yeah. There's a couple of iron fire. More to come
0: part. if you want to hear more on that in our main episode.
1: On what? What are we talking uh, about in our main episode? Andor?
0: No, the timelines of the, the future. Oh, we're talking about yeah, we're talking about some
1: uh, film film projects in mm-hmm. our uh, main episode tonight. Um I don't know if there's anything else to really say about this episode. It's just like a, basically a big fight and uh, you know, the heroes win. And at the end, uh in a Mandalorian ceremony at the Living Water. Were they like re, for lack of a better term, were they rebaptizing everybody in the actual living waters? Like those who so. had not been. Yeah. Because yeah, they were doing that same kid that we saw mm-hmm. earlier in the season. Um. Uh, Din Djarin officially adopts Grogu as his son. Now this was cool and wonderful to see, but I also was kind of like, didn't he already kind of do that? I guess this like made it official right um but i guess i just it i feel like it was a little bit it didn't quite hit so hard with me because i was like yeah they're but they're already kind of father and son like it's cool that they make it official like under mandalorian law or whatever that's cool so here's my question his name's din jarin and then he adopts him and armorer pronounces grogu his name is din grogu yeah, I would assume is, it's
0: like, you know, uh, Asian, like some of the Asian naming conventions in uh, in like our world.
1: Right. So is his first name Din or is his first name Jaren?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, that's my question. Like, is he Din or is he Grogu? I mean...
0: I'd be like me adopting my son and like his name being Stephen Sebastian.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I, <laughs> I get the. Yeah. Seems a little weird.
1: I guess I don't know because no one ever calls. I mean, you and I have called him Din and I've heard of Star Wars fans call him Din. But I think on the show, when his name is said, it's usually only by the armorer and the armorer calls him Din Jaren every yeah. time. Like no one just calls him Din. No one certainly calls him Jaren, But then giving his what we thought was his first name to Grogu as a new first name is strange. Or maybe that's just Mandalorian culture. Yeah. Like maybe Bo-Katan's. Maybe Bo-Katan's mom was named Bo.
0: Well, no, because her sister is Satine
1: Kreeze. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Yeah, because it's House Crees, House Vizsla. Right. So would it be House... Sabine Wren
0: is House Wren.
1: Yeah, so how does that make sense? It's got to be like a... um People that walked away. It's got to be like a right. custom for them.
0: No, because Paz Vizsla was part and
1: of it. And Vizsla, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So What?
0: Go home, armor. Or you're drunk.
1: What happened here? <laughs> yeah,
0: just hitting a little too much what of happened? the living waters and got confused.
1: Yeah. I don't get that. I don't. I would like that to be. Like, yeah. I don't it, well,
0: that. maybe because it rolls off the tongue better than Grogu Jaren.
1: Yeah, but we're just gonna call him Grogu no matter what, <laughs> right? You know what I
0: mean? Maybe that's like, like Maybe that's the opening of the next uh, next season. Is <laughs> Din is just like yeah, I'm just gonna go with Grogu. Like I can't. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it's just him going, I don't know what she was talking about. We're just going to. Yeah, it's just,
0: it. it's fine. Um, yeah. No, you know what? That'll be an interlude in two episodes of Skeleton Crew.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Halfway through Skeleton Crew, it'll be the other, the other return of the Mandalorian and then the, those last three episodes, the right. Mandalorian episodes. Um, um, and then they get a little house and they settle down on Navarro together. Well, before Adorably.
0: that, I did like the nice scene with, you mentioned it earlier, uh, with Carson Teva. Uh, at the New Republic's oh, Delphi yes. base. Oh, yeah. Where he comes back and is like, hey, my thing is being a bounty hunter. Uh, you guys look like you could use one. I want to help you out and do this off the books. So Pretty cool. Yeah. He I,
1: offers up himself up as like a free agent. Basically,
0: well, a contractor. and I'm, I'm kind of curious if what becomes season four of Mandalorian has a lot of pieces of what the old Rangers of the New Republic show was going to have.
1: I was kind of thinking that, too. Yeah. I was kind of thinking that, too. Um, Yeah, I think that makes sense. And it, it it's, it's certainly a way to uh, position him in a way to move him forward or give him more stuff to do um, when all the threads from the first couple seasons are kind of wrapped up. Yeah you know, he's not trying to bring Grogu any Grogu anywhere. They're not trying to defeat Moff Gideon anymore. What's going to be the next thing? I'm like, Oh, well, he's a bounty hunter for, for the new Republic off the books. Um, but I'm sure that will lead him into some, uh, some interesting adventures. I was, I was thinking before we sat down and start talking about this, it's, it's interesting that this show has gone three seasons. And besides, besides Mandalorian, uh, adopting grogu or becoming you know open to being like his father he hasn't really changed as a character like there's not like massive character development in a way that you often see over three seasons of a show that's focused on one person (laughs) like nor like they and you know there have been changes obviously because he is someone that is now open to a relationship with his, his son um, so that, I guess I'm, maybe I'm talking out of my ass cause that's clearly a big
0: Yeah, but that guy. wouldn't take three, normally that wouldn't take three seasons to happen. Um, well,
1: I, I don't think it did, right. but like the, um, but, uh, like we're saying like it's official now at the end of season three.
0: It, what it feels like to me is almost, um, not in the same vein, but like that Din and Grogu are the narrator for the rest of the tale going on around them. Mm, yeah, and that that kind of is what's tying it all together, and they just happen to be there, you know. Uh, to to quote Hamilton, they were in the room where it happened. Yeah, for yeah, a lot of yeah. this stuff, and it's like, okay, well, that that's that's where we're getting our point of view from.
1: Yeah, but even that plot line, like the relationship between him and Grogu, is like finalized and official, right? So that's another question for season four: is like, what is going to be the emotional core of season four moving forward obviously it'll still be their relationship in a certain way but it's not yeah it's just going to be it's going to be different and like there's going to be have to something that progresses the both of them like as characters in season four and we'll see what it is and hopefully we will get uh a face of pedro pascal in season four because this is the first season of mandalorian that we did not see his face at all um, apparently I heard today on a podcast that he was supposed to be in that last episode and I guess he was on set for a few episodes this season but because he was filming Last of Us at the same time and Last of Us um, you know he's obviously more involved in because mm-hmm. he is uh, actually there right. <laughs> you know, he's actually, present and not, not just voicing the character of Joel he's actually right there that's like his number one that was his priority over the two shows so and there was a scheduling conflict and he could not uh, be on set for the finale of Mandalorian, ah. um, but it's not. You know, he's. I, I heard because of that, I, I guess there were some rumors that he was not going to continue as Mandalorian, and that's not the case. If he is going to come back as no, Mandalorian, well, that's he's not good. going anywhere. So it's
0: good. Thing. Uh, I can say if they want to keep going at Adelphi Base, and that means we we get more live action Zebarelios, then I'm 100 percent down for this.
1: Dude, we're going to. Yeah. we Ahsoka uh, after that trailer I'm just pretty sure that the Ahsoka show is a backdoor it's
0: just rebel season
1: five way to get rebel season five <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah
0: rebel season yeah. five now in live action with a different name. now in
1: live action oh yep. with, dude
0: at that lego thing I went to earlier they had yeah. a um, uh, like a my own creation of the ghost Ooh, it cool. was
1: perfect awesome yeah that's a great ship mm-hmm. great ship uh, cool. That is all I have to say about Mandalorian season three. Um, I like the season, it was good. Yeah, no, it was good. didn't knock my socks off. Um, but I still thought it was good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't the high point of the series as a whole that we've seen. It's just, it was a probably a bit of a slow burn that I think, yeah, I think the last two kind of culminated it a bit. Um, there were still, I don't know, I, I know, it, especially talking to some of our friends who I know listen to the podcast, uh, that there was some, some lack of satisfaction with how the bow was tied onto this, um, in the oh, final yeah. episode and that, you know, they were kind of hoping for something a little bit more finale ish. Yeah. But yeah, well,
1: I mean, there was no twist. It yeah. was just pretty straightforward storytelling. Um, I'm
0: almost surprised they I didn't think- put the two, the last two out as one, if it was going to be like that, because it was literally just the continuation of that episode.
1: You're right. Yeah. I picked up, same spot. Yeah. Um, well, I know that I've heard rumors that um uh Favro and filoni like weren't ready to go ahead with Boba Fett at the pace that Disney wanted them to go ahead with the Boba Fett show. So they had to hit a deadline, and that ended up that's why so many episodes of Boba Fett feel like Mandalorian episodes, is because they ended up taking what they had planned for season three of Mandalorian and putting it into book of Boba Fett including him getting the Naboo starfighter uh, Grogu and Luke Skywalker training and stuff like all that stuff that we saw in Boba Fett was going to be in season three of Mandalorian and then they had to like cobble together a season which I think worked for a season but if it feels